Hello there, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Partial Historians, in which we shall continue our tracing journey of Rome from the founding of the city. I am Dr. Radness. Hello, hello. <laughs> I am the co-host, or one of the other hosts. Oh, oh God. I'm Dr. Greenfield. Welcome, welcome. Please, thank you. The well. other host. My better half is what I'd call you, really. Oh, oh right, thank you. <laughs> All right, so last episode, we did have a bit of a discussion about what on earth was happening in the regal period. <laughs> But turns out nobody knows. No, not really. Crucially, however, I believe the last uh, historical event, and I'm using my flesh rabbits again, that we discussed was uh, the death of Brutus. Yeah, so the death of Brutus, this is unfortunate, um, mm. ends up on the battlefield, yeah. um, takes some jibes, doesn't handle them very well, <laughs> no, ends I've, up dead. Whichever version you go with, either Livy or Dionysius or whatever, it's pretty clear that he died in that battle. Yes. <laughs> this means that we're up to around about 507 mm. BCE, approximately. Indeed. For those who are interested in Roman chronology <laughs> yes. from their perspective. <laughs> now, crucially, Dr. G, this means that we are one consul short, does it not? This is unfortunate, yes. yes. <laughs> um, they pick up the body of Brutus, mm. as you do. Take yeah. him back to Rome, yes. as you do. Give him a great funeral, Give of course. Give him a great fu- an mm. awesome funeral. Yeah. Actually, it's a massive public funeral, mm. uh, which Marcus Valerius... Oh, no, is it Publius Valerius? I think it's Publius Valerius. It's Publius yeah. Valerius, yeah. the other consul, puts on uh, for Brutus. And does it in the forum. It's all very nice. Everybody comes. Uh, Valerius does a funeral oration. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And Livy, Livy says that uh, the matrons mourned him for a whole year. Oh. I know. <laughs> what a man. Yeah. <laughs> all the married women are very upset. Oh, what does that you know say what? about him? I feel like a song coming on. <laughs> what a man, what a man, what a man, what a man, a good man. He's a man. man. <laughs> I, yeah, salt and pepper have a lot to answer yeah. for in terms of Roman history. Yeah, it's pretty true. from my youth. It's from my youth. <laughs> What's interesting mm. about, and I've realized that I use interesting quite a lot whenever I'm making a new point, so like, please pull me up when I do this. I think you um, use the words interesting and douche. <laughs> that man is a douche. Yeah, exactly. But this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So something that is fascinating, I'm expanding into synonyms, nice. uh, about this moment mm. in this public funeral oration is yeah. that Dionysus of Halicarnassus uh, posits that this is the first time it's happened, oh. uh, that we've got this public funeral oration for a particular citizen who deserves to be lauded for their great deeds in life. Interesting, yeah. And this sets up the tradition uh, of the public funeral oration for the patrician class in many respects. Which will become super super important. important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Wait for it, super important. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Note to self, about... I don't know, two or three hundred years? Yeah. We'll, we'll be coming back to this. <laughs> well, and curiously, Brutus is not... Nobody's really sure about whether he's actually a patrician or a plebeian. Mm. Uh, it's not exactly clear at this point in time yeah. either. Well, given that we don't really know for sure who the patricians really were, you know, like, we think that they had something to do with maybe the Etruscan class, maybe they had something to do with that original body that Romulus put together. Like, it's really... Mm. It's pretty... And the Murky. patrician class is also in flux as well. Families yeah. get added into it. We've exactly. seen that happen already. Yes. Uh, so the speculation about Brutus's position is yeah. partly to do with the fact that some of his descendants, are, they're, they're plebeian. Yeah. And they yeah. go into plebeian positions. Yes. Uh, 
And we would sort of think, I, I think when we're looking at it simplistically, you automatically want to think that the patricians are therefore like noble in some, and, and therefore you think that they are upper class wealthy people. But as we'll see later on, that's not necessarily the case at all. No. So yeah, that's why I think it gets a bit What's in confused. a name? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poor patricians. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, sorry. Livy goes on to say basically that uh, poor Publius Valerius is the mercy of a fickle mob who <laughs> turn on him so quickly <laughs> uh, in that they seem to suspect that he was <gasps> aspiring to be king. I know. <laughs> Who'd have thought? I know. It's this only... seems to be a perennial trouble at this particular stage of the shift between monarchy and republic is that every time you get a consul who's by themselves for any length of time it's like yeah does he want to be king yeah what's he angling at what's he trying to do <laughs> and it's like forget the fact that brutus has died in battle and that's that's completely coincidental yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah what's valerius getting out of this Are yes possible king yeah and i guess i can kind of understand that given that you know the monarchy's only a few years behind them and the kings are still alive and all that kind of stuff so yeah I can see that maybe you might be a bit paranoid. You'd be concerned, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dionysius brings some other elements into play as well. He suggests that the positioning of uh, Valerius's house on the top of a particular hill... Yes, Livy mentions this as well. Yeah, yes, yes. gives this sense that maybe he thinks he's literally above everybody. <laughs> oh, symbolism. <laughs> yes. But of course, I'm assuming he had that house beforehand (laughs) (laughs) I want none of your logic here I'm an angry mob I'm I'm an angry mob and I think he wants to be king (laughs) yeah see I'm just guessing here so maybe not maybe it was the fact that he picked a house after Bruce died look I think it's very reasonable that he lived there beforehand Mm. Uh, nevertheless the position of the house becomes an issue yeah fair enough yeah okay so the best thing you can do when you're Valerius and you're the sole consul Mm. uh what would you do? Well, I think I'd get myself a colleague, quick smart. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. <laughs> Good plan. Uh, so, yeah, basically in Livy, we've got these laws coming about, mm-hmm. which would basically clear him of, you know, seeking kingly power in some way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Look, yeah, I've got some I've got some little uh, snippets on this. Yeah. Uh, so there are a few things that he does. He creates a whole bunch of provisions for the plebeians. Right. Uh, this is uh, sort of an appeasement gesture, if you like. Good. He gives them the right of appeal. Mm. Uh, if a magistrate wants to put them to death, they can be like, wait, <laughs> I need to take this to hold some other thought. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I need the people to have a say in this. Yeah. Uh, so placing some provisions around the way that patricians are allowed to interact with plebeians mm. and the sort of uh, the plebeian right of reply, if you like. Yeah, that sounds, um, that sounds fair. Yeah. yeah, and this is this is cute. Um, the, the plebeians really like that, and they give Publius Valerius a new name. Is this the people's friend? Yeah, they nice. call him the people's friend, or publicola. Nice. Uh, or publicola, depending, <laughs> on, depending on how you like to do your Latin. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's very cute. Yeah. Uh, all of nice. a sudden, you know, he's... They hate him, they love him, they hate him, they love him. <laughs> well, he did get a new co-consul. Yeah. Uh, he picked the old stalwart, uh, Spurius Lucretius. Yes, and it's rather unfortunate, I suppose, that he does, because... 
according to Livy, Lucretius is only console for a couple of days before he kicks the bucket. Yeah, look, I mean, the safe choice uh, in some <laughs> respects. Uh, but unfortunately, he doesn't last long. And then, like, the whole problem of, like, your sole console again comes yeah. into play. Quickly, quickly. How quickly. annoyed would you be if you were him? <laughs> well, then he chooses Marcus Horatius. Mm, this uh, is the guy I've got too. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, and he, he does live. Uh, yeah (laughs) good excellent that settles that issue yeah and just to clarify the matter of perhaps his house being symbolic on top of the hill he moves down the hill ah yeah oh he's doing all he's being very wise really he's just admitting (laughs) that like really the hill is an issue for you people all right fine i'll live in the valley exactly you know what it's so not an issue for me that i'll just move (laughs) i'm just gonna move yeah exactly that will solve that for you fine nice now, according to Livy, it's around this time that they finally get around to dedicating the Temple of Jupiter, which is on the oh, capital. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is according. Yeah, this is um, so it's Valerius and Horatius or Horatius, however you want to mm. again, however you want to take it. Um, that it's while well, their consul that they get around to actually doing it because I presume because of all the upheaval and stuff. Yeah, you know they've been, been busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've been sort of moved to the bottom of the list, so that's kind of important. You know, it's yeah, pretty pretty big deal temple wise. Yeah, and yeah. look, uh, Dionysius just brushes over that. Yeah, well, doesn't even come into play. No, um, as far as he's concerned, all of the stuff with getting the plebeians on side and having a new consul. Well, that is that very kind important. of just wraps up yeah, the year. That is very important. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then of course, I mean, <laughs> you might not expect. Probably it's hilarious to make an appearance as consul again, well, given the love hate relationship. But <laughs> according to Livy, year five oh six. Yep, he's back. He's back. <laughs> he's back again. Yeah, except with a new colleague. Yes. Okay. Do you have uh, Titus Lucretius? I do have Titus Lucretius. Nice. Yeah, and. So, one of the things, and before we go any further, because yeah. I don't want to impute um, this particular change to this particular consulship, sure. but it is Valerius who introduces this. Wait for it. It's a Fasquez moment. Oh, I like the Fasquez moments. Please tell me, Dr. G, what's yeah. happening with the Fasquez. So, we've talked about how they divided up the Fasquez so mm-hmm. that the axes were shared yes. month by month on a rotational basis. So, unfortunately, if you wanted to kill someone while you didn't have the axes, it might yeah, be an unfortunate you could just moment. hit them with the rods yeah. and hope for the best. Just beat them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> But you know, um, they actually. This is the point at time, mm. according to Dionysius, sure. uh, where they decide they're going to change a little bit about the way the fasces work. Okay, and that you can only use the axes when you're outside the city walls. Ah, this is interesting. So a bit of extra protection for the. Literal Roman yeah. citizens. Calm, citizen. Yeah. I'm not going to kill you with the axes. Uh, <laughs> I'm only threatening when I'm outside yeah, of the sacred yeah, boundary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm threatening everybody else. Yes. Not you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm not trying to be king. So does he say, <laughs> oh, okay, so it's to do with that aspect, is it? It seems like okay. it, well, you know, I mean, yeah. it seems like it's reasonable enough sort of gesture. Sure, I mean, yeah. like, you're worried about me taking too much power? I put the axes outside the city, guys. Yeah, yeah. Even the visual symbols of my power and now at a slight remove. Interesting. Actually, But then I'm like, does this mean that the thing with the month and back and forth is now over? Because... Yeah, because then what would happen? Because it'd be like, I've got to spend a month outside the city because it's my turn to have the axes. Yeah, exactly. That wouldn't work. It just seems very confusing. Because consoles are meant to be in Rome. Presumably. What? Yeah, I know. Well, I would presume. I mean, Maybe they just leave them in like a little sort of like box at (laughs) at the wall. And as you leave the city, you'd be like, 
Fast gay men, lick doors, pick up those axes. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your cloaks, <laughs> grab your walking shoes, and don't forget the fast gays. Yeah, yeah. I want to see rods and axes by leaving the city. Yeah, something of Yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, I mean, obviously, particularly at this point in time, it's not like Rome has this huge empire, you know, where mm. the consuls are going to be jaunting off. They definitely don't no. have a huge empire. No, exactly. So, yeah, you would presume that the consuls really are. Oh, look, be... this is this has got to be a massive retrojection. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> Sources, what are you trying to do to us? Yeah, yeah, kill us. Give us a headache. Yeah, right. well, what's interesting... Oh, oh wait, sorry, wait no, no, sorry, wait sorry. No, please, what's inter- Sorry, yeah. not what's interesting. What's <laughs> Intriguing. curious. <Yeah. laughs> what is really... Fascinating. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Well, maybe I'll just switch to fascinating from now yeah. on. Um, <laughs> what is fascinating about five hundred six is we have the census. Ah, ah. nice. <laughs> smile and nod, audience. Smile and nod. Yes. yes. We have talked about the importance of the census before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They do one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Anything significant about this census in terms of moving people about, or just nah. they just have one. Yeah. I mean, you can't really trust the numbers in any of these sources anyway. So sure. yeah. I mean, I could tell you the figure, but what would be the point? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great attitude. To have. <laughs> History happening to you in a very professional way yeah. right now. The number stands, according to Dionysius, yeah. at 130,000 citizens. Okay, cool. Good mm. to know. <laughs> yeah. That's just the men. Okay, yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> Who else counts in this well, day and age? Well, you say that, but wait, the women are going to come into play a little bit later on. Ooh. So, Ooh. Uh, oh, okay, I'll stay tuned. Mm. I shall stay tuned. Mm. See, Livy at this point in time seems to be rather concerned with where the uh, remaining Taquini I are. Yeah, I, I suppose we should stress at this point that Tarquinius Superbus is not yet dead. No, no, we're still very much, he's still very much on the scarper, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he's been thrown out of Rome. Yeah. He's, he's still alive. His evil plans, I'm not going to do the laugh this time, <laughs> his evil plans have come to nothing uh, so far. But he's still alive. He's still alive. Still, still potential. Yeah, and he's basically, at this point in Livy, he has gone to the king of Clusium. Who mm. is one uh, Lars Porcena. Dun, dun, dun. I kind of like the name Lars Porcena. It sounds quite... It's very modern, I, I feel. I know. I feel like it is I'm too. Like, I feel Lars, like, yeah. come here. My favourite storybook as a child was about a polar bear called Lars. Mm. So I just, yeah, I have good good associations with that name. Don't be deceived, listeners. <laughs> Lars is not somebody you want to be friends with. No. <laughs> No. Despite how modern he might sound. Yes, I mean, our Roman source, well, my Roman source anyway, <laughs> your pesky Greek source, I don't know what he's Ouch. about. <laughs> my Roman source indicates that he is someone to be feared. Yeah. He is someone to be reckoned with. Definitely. Now, whether this, be- whether this is because he genuinely was or whether the Romans just wanted to make him out to be because they didn't really <laughs> get the upper hand, or maybe <laughs> a bit of both. I would say. Um, yeah, this is how they portray him. And basically, um, Tarquinius seems to be seeking his backing at this point in time in Livy. Yeah, it's always a good rhetorical strategy to build up the enemy yes. uh, in order to make it look better. Yeah. If and when you finally defeat them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but nonetheless, Porcena is in league with the Tarquinii. This mm. is pretty clear. And he's decided to take some action on that front. Yeah, I mean, according to uh, Livy, he's basically talked into the idea that it's best that an Etruscan is king at Rome. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, we're the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, no, it's basically said, yeah, okay. Um, I, I, I back this idea that you're putting forth to me, Taquinii, <laughs> that there should be an Etruscan king at Rome, and yeah, yeah, I'm willing to help you it's, out. With it's that. honourable, yeah, exactly. I will back you with that. Uh, so yeah, he decides to 
gather together forces and rally for. Yeah, and this is where all of the old characters come out of the woodwork, oh, really. Yes, yes, um, so as, yeah, as far <laughs> as Dionysius is concerned, this mm. means that we're now in 505. Uh, yeah, see, Livy, it seems to be perhaps a little bit earlier than that. Mm. But, I mean, you know, as we said with this date, it's like, who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah, well, we have, so, surprise, surprise, Publius Valerius Publicola yeah. is consul again. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, with now a guy called Marcus Horatius Pulvius for the mm. second time. So, so there, there's a lot of, so, Publicola, or Valerius, I'll just continue to refer to him as that because that'll make it easier, I think, uh, is consul for the third time. Mm. Horatius is now consul for the second time. Um, do you have a sneaking Liv- suspicion that they might be just sharing a kingship here? Yeah. <laughs> we see Livy seems to indicate that it's during the second... Well, he's talking about... Sorry, he's talking about the alliance happening during the second consulship mm-hmm. of Publius Valerius and that of Titus Lucretius. So this is at the time that Paul Senna is basically going, okay, yeah, I'm listening yeah. to what you have to say. Yeah. yeah. I'm listening to what you have to say and I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it's, he's talking more about the alliance taking part this point mm. in time, yes, yes. And then we hit 505, and I've got a big note that says war. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a significant one indeed, yes. Because, yeah, it's basically Porcena and his uh, his allies. Yeah, basically... so Porcena is allied with people such as Tarquinius yeah. Superbus. Yes. Perhaps awesome, unsurprising. Yeah. Um, also dragging along quick behind Octavius Mamilius, the son-in-law of ah, Tarquinius Superbus. Well, he well. comes out of the woodwork. Well, well. The whole family's getting back together. Yeah, and, and the sons as well. Yeah, of course. You'd expect mm. them to back their father, you would think. Yeah. Yes. So there seems to be some threat of war. Uh, the Romans hear about it. Mm. Uh, Porcena and his troops are on the march. Yes. And the Romans try to sort of negate some of the imminent danger mm. uh, by sending all of the shepherds and stuff in the surrounding area off to some forts. Yep. Uh, probably poorly constructed ones. On <laughs> and decide to strengthen the defences at the Janiculum. That sounds wise. Yes, the hill, which is on the other side of the Tiber, mm. um, but has a good view towards Rome and is where one of the bridges yes. across the Tiber is. And it's going to play a rather crucial part in this, uh, in this battle, isn't War it? War is all about strategy, my friends. Yes, exactly. Bridges are very important <laughs> when we're having a war. So yeah, in Livy, basically, once the enemy actually arrives, um, the Romans all go into the city, like go, you know, from the <laughs> surrounding area. If you are you know, with outside the walls, you would go in, obviously, for protection. Um, which makes sense to me. I don't question that. That's wise. It sounds it wise. It is, it is. And yes, this bridge. Ah, the bridge. <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> the bridge. Yes, exactly. It may have been breached. <laughs> but according to Livy, one man, one man <laughs> defies an army. <laughs> oh, and what a tale of woe. Exactly. One Horatius Cockles. Ah, yeah. Do you have a similar story? I do, I do. Um, Dionysius provides some background details to the layout of the forces okay. and how they're arrayed. Nice. Um, on the other side of the Tiber, the side that's not Rome. Right, yeah. The un-Rome side. Yes. Um, <laughs> the non-Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Porcena is lined up and he's in the centre of mm-hmm. his troops, which is very exciting. On the right, he has Octavius Mamilius and the Latin allies. And on the left-hand side, he has 
Sextus and Titus Tarquinius mm-hmm. and the Roman exiles yep. and all the Gabinii. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, Ooh. all of the narrative stuff that's been building up to now, all of these various people that have been pulled together mm. for set piece battle time. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> the Romans, for their part, um, in the centre, the consuls. Huh. Of course. Of course. Yes, of yes, course. Yes, yes. Um, on the left-hand side, uh, and thus opposite Mamilius, mm. uh, Marcus Valerius, the brother of Publica. I was going to say, is he any relation? <laughs> <laughs> he is. And Titus Lucretius, the consul of 506. Okay, cool. Yeah, so former consul there. Yep. On the right-hand side, mm. and, the, and thus opposite the Tarquinii and all of their baggage, yes. um, Spurius uh, Lasius, who'd have thought? No, we've never mentioned him before. I was going to say, yeah. I, am I meant to recognize his no. name? <laughs> and a guy called Titus Herminius. Okay. And no, you haven't heard of him either. Good, because I have <laughs> nothing going around in my brain right now. <laughs> so anyway, they have a they have a sort of the battle. Yes. The army's engaged. Yes, yes. Apparently everybody fights very bravely. Of course, but of course. Uh, Would you expect anything less in a set-piece battle? Well, no. No. Um, turns out that a whole bunch of the Romans get injured. Some of the significant figures, yes. Um, Valerius, presumably not the consul, presumably mm-hmm. Marcus. Um, Titus Lucretius. Mm-hmm. So everybody on the left hand side, yeah, <laughs> okay. And they get carried off wounded. This is a blow to Roman morale. Yes, I can imagine. Um, what they need is a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a song coming. Yeah. Up. No, no, no. <laughs> I need a hero! <laughs> thank you, thank you. I lied. <laughs> Good, no, I appreciate it. Uh, the Romans flee, um, perhaps unsurprising. Oh dear. Uh, or, or surprising, I mean, they're the Romans, what are they doing? Guys, don't flee, that's the worst thing you can do. Where are you going to fall back to? There's only a bridge behind you. <laughs> it's a bad move. Uh, so, but, 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 but maybe they know, maybe they know. <laughs> That there is a man <laughs> capable of defending that bridge. The Romans yeah. have many men. Yes. Some of them decide that they can hold off the whole advancing armed force <laughs> at the bridge. Yeah. Uh, so well, you know, admission, it's obviously perhaps. a narrower path, you know, like. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's not. More difficult. Let's not all get 300 yeah. and yeah. sparta on it. Um, oh, I want it. <laughs> it's a bridge. Yeah. It's a rickety old thing yeah. that they don't ever try to change they just try to fix up so it's manageable because yeah. it's special to be like not fixed up <laughs> um, it's like their special bridge um, and so like they're trying to get all of their men across it yeah becomes clear that you know they're going to need like uh some fallback guys who just hold ground yes um to allow the rest of the army to make it back to rome yeah um and so we have so Spurius Lasius yes. and Titus Herminius. Ooh, oh. both, both mentioned in Livy too. Yeah. Yes. Apparently they're famous for their birth and their deeds. <laughs> yes. Well, those two yes. have only recently come into the narrative. Exactly. Um, along with a younger man, Publius Horatius, mm. um, they all decide that they're the three. Yep. I, I'm the trying holy to, trinity. I'm trying the to speculate trinity. on how wide this bridge is yeah. if three men could be the ones who hold it against the whole <laughs> army. But, for now, just imagine it's not a very wide bridge. Yeah, I would say so. That's the impression <laughs> that I get too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, interesting. Oh, no, not interesting. I, I hold myself intriguing, back. From... Intriguing. 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 Yes. So, Publius Horatius, uh, this guy who acquires the name Cocles, because mm. um, he's only got one eye. Yeah. Unfortunate. But this is a result <laughs> of the battle that he's currently in. Exactly. So. Yeah, he's still got two eyes at this point in time. <laughs> he has two eyes currently, <laughs> but he's about to have only one eye. Yeah. Um, 
He's thought to be the nephew of Marcus Horatius, consul. And these guys Mm. all trace their descent, theoretically, from those fancy triplets. Ah, the The fancy triplets. I was going to say, actually, this name does ring a bell. It does, and it should. Yeah. Yeah. And he turns out to be the most awesome in the Holy Trinity in the Livy account. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because whilst at first it's like the three of them trying to, you know, hold off the army. And they do quite a good job. Yeah, they do. They do do it for a while. But, yeah, exactly. After a while, I mean, how amazing are these guys? I don't know how long a while is. Yeah, Horatius says, go, just leave me. I can defend the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) At least in Livy. Uh, And then I love this part. And again, I know this is a translation, but still, it's great. Darting glances of defiance around at the Etruscan nobles. He now challenged them in turn to fight. (laughs) And now he railed at them collectively of slaves of haughty kings, who, heedless of their own liberty, were come to overthrow the liberty of others. I added this bit. (laughs) And this, of course, makes them hesitate. And they go, ooh. Wait a minute, this guy means business. Yeah, exactly. Also, what with the sass man? (laughs) Exactly. And it's shame that makes them attack. Not the fact that he's vastly outnumbered or anything like that. I don't let numbers come into it. No, no. It's shame. <laughs> of course, of yeah. course. Well, so he sort of gets, he says to Herminius and, mm. and Lartius, he's yeah. like, go to the consuls, yeah. get out of here, yeah. and tell them to cut the bridge on the other side. Yeah, I'll hold it until I'll then. I'll hold it until then. Yeah. Just and, they're, and they're like, are you sure, man? Like, <laughs> that's are, crazy, man. That's it's crazy. a suicide mission. Yeah. yeah. There, there's only three of us right now. <laughs> and it's like, if we go... Uh, <laughs> I love this scene. Yeah. And this apparently made for a movie. Yeah. yeah. And apparently all the Romans on the other side, including the consuls, are like, come on, guys get over here like don't stay there and Horatius is like I'm staying here yeah. cut the bridge cut it uh, so uh, he gets overwhelmed uh, a little bit while they're cutting the bridge you shocked me I know who'd have thought yeah. um, the shame is spurred on the enemy yeah. and they come at him with everything they've got um, he's overwhelmed. He has a great number of wounds in many parts of his body. I am shocked. Yeah. <laughs> one in particular inflicted by a spear passing straight through one of his buttocks. <laughs> wow. You know, that sounds The level of detail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Forget about his eye. I don't think I, don't think I sit down. don't think I have that part in. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually the bridge is broken. Yeah. And he leaps into the river. Uh, and, and manages to swim across. Uh, even with a buttock wound. Even with a buttock wound well, and his number of other great wounds. You shock me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and for this, the Romans are like, wow, that is impressive stuff. In fact, it's so impressive it's statue-worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they create a bronze statue for him. Fair enough. Uh, stick it in the forum. Uh, they think he's going to die. I but mean... He doesn't to, seem to. No. No. But they're pretty sure that he's going to. No. For a good while. Um, they, they stick a crown on him, they take him into the city, they sing okay. songs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? WTF? They stick a crown on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, look. Not, I know, not a kingly crown. Okay, good. I was going to say, because seriously, of... after all, they're all Valerius. <laughs> you want to be a king. Yeah. Even if they think this guy's going to die, they still shouldn't be throwing crowns around loosely. <laughs> yeah, they throw a crown around, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, on, on the proviso that, like, he's got so many wounds that they think he's going to die. <laughs> you know? Sending a mixed message, I dare say. Well, perhaps. Yeah. And anyway... Um, unfortunately, he doesn't die. No. Uh. <laughs> in Livy, apparently, he's given as much land as he could plough around in one day. Yeah, but is that with the wounds or after he's healed? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean how much of a reward is this? 
Um, but yeah, they, they give him a whole bunch of land. And, and this is where the women come into it. Okay. Every person, mm-hmm. according to Dionysius, both man and woman mm. at the time, uh, when they're all suffering under the effects of the war, they give him a day's ration of food. Ah, I uh, see. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's important. The number of people amounted to more than 300,000. Jesus Christ. Well, he surely couldn't hear all that in one day. Well, presumably not. No. <laughs> I mean, he's going to live now. And yeah. this is kind of like being on welfare and having a disability pension. I hope they spaced um, it out. In... <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, he is rendered useless uh, by his lameness. He doesn't recover from... I was actually thinking about that. When they said as much land as he could plow around in one day, I'm like, how much land could a man with this many injuries plow yeah. around in one day? <laughs> That's not, I don't, I'm assuming not a whole lot. No. Um, <laughs> and some of the wounds and injuries don't heal sufficiently to render him... Unlame, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so, in other words, he is lame. <laughs> yeah. He is lame. Yeah, yeah. He is lame. So, yeah. even if he was better, yeah. still probably not doing a great job. Yeah. Um, Apart from being, you know, a symbol. Ah. Yeah. So, he's con- it's considered to be a tragedy that he is lame because yeah. this means he can't go on to hold military positions or the consulship mm. because how would he fulfill the role properly? Yeah. Yeah. And fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Even though he would be a standout Roman sparkling citizen at this point in time. Totes. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in some of the books that I have read, uh, it's suggested that this story and the other stories that we will get to during this time are basically stories that are invented to sort of redeem the Romans uh, in their own eyes because... <sighs> You've got to have a noble defeat if you're yeah. going to be defeated. And also the question that, I mean, I don't know about, I don't know what Dionysius says about what Porsena's up to in your account, but basically it seems like Porsena and Livy is kind of repulsed and then he lays siege and although it is very close... The Romans are kind of hanging in there <laughs> until eventually they come to terms with Porsena. And the question is, did Porsena perhaps actually just occupy the city at this point in time? The Romans don't really want to admit to that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you um, want to admit to that if you were a Roman? Yeah, exactly. Because, you, you know, we've got these later references like in um, Tacitus and Pliny which indicate that maybe, yeah, maybe the Romans got the worst of things. Look, this is a pretty dark time. Yeah. I mean, Porcena's troops in these narratives gets as close as the city. Yeah, and, and like in Tacitus, he makes a mention that one of the worst things that ever happened was the city's surrender to Porcena. Not come to terms with... But surrender uh, to snap exactly. So, did he actually conquer Rome at this point in time? Mm. And and are the Romans focusing on these sort of fo- uh, on these sort of you know stories of individual bravery to try and make it all, all seem got. better? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Quite possibly. I mean, certainly the the nature of the battle and even the way it's described. Yes, getting this close to the city is. It, it, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is really bad. Yeah. Um, this is as bad as Rome's had it up yes. until this point in its history, yeah. uh, as far as anybody's concerned. And this might also tap into this really strong anti-Tarquinii sentiment yes. as well. Yes. Um, because not only do they throw out this king, yes. but... He then goes he, and... He maybe takes it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah, what is going on here? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just it all seems very yeah, confusing. And, and so, how much of 
the narrative leading up to the expulsion of Tarquinius Superbus is really emphatically uh, lifted up or maximized by the way things play out afterwards. Totally, and so you've yeah. got to go back then and yes. make him out to be a much worse figure than he may have been yes. in order to... I mean, the the sort of vows that they take against the Tarquinii are pretty extreme. Are yeah. extreme. Yeah. And it's like, what would prompt something like that? And it's exactly. like, I mean, he was a douche. Yeah. But, I mean, we've had them before, guys. Well, yeah, and also, as we, as we mentioned, I think, in our last episode, the kings up until him were... Generally okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, sure, nobody's perfect. Mm. But, yeah, as far as we can tell, they haven't really done anything to arouse that kind of vitriol, you know. And, okay, yeah, so Taquinius Superbus is in power for a while, but nonetheless, could you really erase, you know, all good memories of a system that's been working for, according to them, a couple of hundred years by this point in time with just one king? Yes, yes you can. Yes you can. (laughs) (laughs) I answer that question. I rise to this challenge. Yes, yes. This is exactly what they do. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and so this leaves us with this sort of uh, interesting focus on really minor characters, Mm. essentially. Horatius Cockley's is a nobody. Yeah. Um, This is the... Well, 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 well. well, well. He does defend defend from those triplets. Hello. Um, Yeah. Those mythical triplets. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, not to dismiss his importance to other things, but there is a version of his story where when he's in the river, yes. he calls upon uh, the god Tiber yes. uh, to save him. And actually, that's too. a really piece of important evidence for me in other areas of my research. So oh, I'm not going to dismiss is him. It? No, okay. yeah, I'm not going to dismiss him yeah. out of hand. But as far as like major players go, this guy is not one of them. No. And I yeah, know. so... The, the fact that they do have to sort of switch focus from massive battle to individual bravery. Mm. What are they trying to deflect our attention from? <laughs> it's, well. like a, it's like a magician. <laughs> Watch what I'm doing over here while I'm doing something else over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, on, should we pause there? On that yeah. note, I think okay. we should probably wrap up. So we've, we've reached this sort of moment where the Romans have been thoroughly defeated yeah. in the battle. Yeah. Uh, and we will see how this plays out but they later. To, they managed to tear some sort of symbolic, uh, some symbolic meaning sort of, or something, yeah, a sense of valor <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly. Romanness out of it. Totally. Um, yeah. And they had enough time, even though like the the enemies at the gates, to like you know have this guy do his thing where he has the ox and decides to plow some land and gather some <laughs> rations and you know there's lots of things that they did like erect a statue yeah uh, <laughs> and there are going to be more i mean next episode listeners stay tuned because there are going to be more fascinating episodes of individual bravery if you've ever heard of mucius scavola or for the ladies out there finally we have cluelia <laughs> you don't want to miss these stories. <laughs> they're in, they're actually amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you wait. Yes. Just you wait. And if you have been enjoying our episodes, listeners, please drop by, leave us a message, particularly on iTunes. We'd love to get some reviews happening there. Yeah. Boost our profile, whatnot. We want some individual glory. <laughs> <laughs> the internet, it can be ours. Indeed. Join us next time. Uh-huh.